0: what is going on everyone my name is Andy welcome back to another FPL video and this one is some early thoughts ahead of the game week 27 deadline so I'm going to go through some kind of watch list players that aren't massively affected by you know what happens in the FA Cup this week and then I'm going to go through some notes and thoughts from the weekend as well so if you enjoyed the video make sure to give it a like hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already let's get into it All right, let's start off with Sanessi because a lot of people are looking at Bournemouth defenders at the moment. One, because they got Burnley away in 27, but obviously they got that great double in 28 as well, which is Sheffield United at home and Luton at home. And the fixtures after that are also pretty decent. Uh, In 29, it's Wolves away, but obviously we'll know whether that fixture is on or not uh, on Wednesday once all the FA Cup games are done. And then you've got Game Week 30, Everton at home, 31, Palace at home and 32 looting away. So to be honest with you, between games 27 and 32, not thinking about, you know, 29, which could be a blank, there's no fixtures there where I would be worried about playing a Bournemouth defender. I'm not saying they're essential, right? And they should be above Arsenal defenders and, you know, attacking Liverpool defenders and stuff like that. But if you have to play them, there's no fixtures there I think you'd be particularly worried about. Senesi tends to be the most popular Bournemouth defender. He's 4.2% owned overall. That is the highest owned Bournemouth defender in the game right now. And he probably is a little bit more attacking than someone like Zabani. The problem is he's now on eight yellow cards, which does uh, pose a potential problem depending on whether, sorry, depending on when you're going to use your chips, which at the moment, a lot of people won't know. But obviously by Wednesday, Thursday, you'll have a bit of a better idea uh, about when they're going to be kind of deployed. Now, He's on eight yellow cards at the moment. When you hit 10, you then get a two-game suspension. And it's not that he's, you know, kind of been getting them consistently. Well, obviously, he's been getting them a little bit consistently over the season. He's had quite a few recently, right? One against City, one against Newcastle in game week 25. Didn't get one against Fulham, but he did get one against Forest. So it's three in the last four. Now, that doesn't mean that he's going to get three in the next four. But I do think it's concerning enough that I don't think that I would necessarily buy him for my team just really quickly as well he did come off in the 79th minute against city but I wouldn't worry about his minutes going forward because one he was on the yellow card and two that was a bit of an attacking change because obviously they were um chasing the game but the reason I say it depends when you're going to use your chips or or it depends on that plus when you're going to buy him right so if we go back to the fixtures if let's just say bournemouth blank in 29 some of you might not be buying a defender this week right so you might not be getting him until game week 28 now, if he gets to game week 28 and he's still on eight yellow cards, then he can't be suspended for either of those games, and he might miss 29 anyway, and then you're potentially wildcarding in game week 30. In that specific scenario, I'd probably go, still go for Senesi. If you're someone that is maybe going to free hit 29, and then isn't going to wild card until 30, possibly 31, you're open to using it even later than that, then you probably want to buy someone that's not as at risk of potentially being suspended and also if you're going this week look it's unlikely to happen but it's possible that you could get a yellow card against Burnley in 27 a yellow card against Sheffield United in the first game of 28 and then miss Luton at home the second game with a double and I just don't think that he's so attacking compared to the rest of the Bournemouth defenders that it is worth that risk so it all depends on when you're going to use your chips I've kind of been put off by um, Sanessi a little bit and I think if I do end up free hitting in 29 I just won't go for him. In terms of the other options, like if you do want to stick with a Bournemouth defender, but you don't want to take that risk, Zabani is nailed. He's played 90 minutes every single game. His goal threat is a little bit lower, but it's probably worth saying Senesi is not a Gabriel or a Van Dyke from corners, right? He is probably a bit more attacking than Zabani, but he's not, you know, a mega threat every single time, which is why it doesn't particularly worry me about not going for him. But Zabani is an option, played 90 minutes every single game. With the fullbacks, it really depends on injuries. Like uh, Max Aaron's at the moment is out of a hamstring injury. There's no date on FPL about when he might be uh, back. And if he's not back, then Smith should play. But again, he's not particularly attacking, and I'm not sure it's worth that risk of potentially Max Aaron's being back. And on the left, some some of you, if you've watched Bournemouth recently, Kirkez can be attacking. He put up 0.12 expected goals against Man City, um, but he's not nailed, right? He played 87 in that game. Zero against Newcastle, 45 against Fulham. And then he didn't start a game before that since game week 16. And again, his minutes are probably all around whether Lloyd Kelly is injured or not. And if they're both fit, there's just too many kind of um too many concerns over minutes, is what I'm trying to say. So honestly, I think if you're going I've just clicked on the wrong screen there. If you're going um if you're wildcarding soon. Right, and you only need Senesi for the next couple of game weeks. Maybe he's worth the risk, but for everyone else, I would just go for Zabani instead. Uh, And and just general thoughts on Bournemouth defence. I think they have improved a little bit as the season's gone on. They're not an elite defence or anything like that, but they do have the fixtures where they could pick up some clean sheets. And I just think game week twenty eight is so good. I would want at least one defensive player from Bournemouth, whether that's a defender or a goalkeeper. And just one thing to note, which I've definitely looked at for my own team. In game week 30, right, for anyone that's not wildcard in that week and has to carry these players through, there's some pretty bad fixtures for a lot of popular defenders. So for my team, I've got double Arsenal defence. They're playing Man City away. Not great. I've got Doughty, who is away to Spurs. Not great for a clean sheet. And then I've got Taylor, who's away to Chelsea. Terrible. And I've also got Connor Bradley at the moment, who, look, If he's still playing in game week 30 against Brighton at home, not bad. But there's no guarantee because Trent could be back. And Brighton are very good at attacking anyway, right? So there's no guarantee of a clean sheet. So although, you know, Everton at home is not easy, I'd probably rather play a Bournemouth defender than most of those other defenders I've currently got. So it's not just about what they've got in the short term. It's also longer term as well. But like I said, a lot will come down to when you're playing your chips. Right, let's talk about Kevin De Bruyne next. There's definitely some concern there for anyone that owns him at the moment because he's only played six minutes total over the last two games. So he missed Brentford at home, which was the second game of double game week 25, and then he came off the bench against Bournemouth. And he is human; he won't always get returns off the bench. In fact, he got a yellow card and finished on zero points. But I will say, as someone who sold him for that game, there was a really good chance at the end. If he'd taken it a bit sooner, he may have even scored in that time. Right, so. We know at this point, Kevin De Bruyne is quite good at football, and when he gets minutes, he will get plenty of FPL returns as well. They are more uh, skewed towards assists rather than goals, but he's very good for bonus when he gets returns. So he's a good option if he gets the minutes. So that's what we need to think about. Now, I saw this tweet from the City Extra account, I think it was yesterday, uh, and Pep Guardiola was talking about De Bruyne. He said, Kevin De Bruyne is okay to start games for Man City, insists Pep Guardiola, Uh, and this is what Pep said, sorry, Um, He made a little, little setback and said, I don't feel comfortable. The game versus Bournemouth, and that was the game against Brentford, by the way, I think. The game versus Bournemouth for the way they play, I decided for the bench and go in the second half, but he's fine, right? So he's saying he's okay to start games. It's worth mentioning that about a month or so ago, he said that twice as he returned from injury and in both games, he benched him. But I do think it would be unlikely for him to miss a game completely come off the bench in the next one, and then not start against Man United at home. It almost feels like maybe they were saving him for that game. So if you're an owner, I've kind of got two thoughts about this. If you're an owner, that if Pep continues to be positive about him in the press conference, and there's no you know, other midfielders that you desperately want to bring in this week, I think it's more than okay to hold De Bruyne for game week 27, because that is almost certainly a good fixture, right? Man United are not defending that well not even recently, most of the season, Man City are great, it's a huge game, it's at home as well, there is part of me that's got that thought in the back of my mind about the last couple of seasons, you know, I didn't captain Haaland against Man United, he absolutely smashed them, phone and got a hat-trick in that game as well, a lot of us sold Liverpool players last year on wildcard before they played Man United, they, they scored seven goals, there is part of that You know, subconsciously, that I'm thinking about when I'm, you know, wondering whether or not people should keep De Bruyne. But I do think most people would agree with me that is a good fixture. So I don't think there's a rush to get rid of him this week, unless you really want Son or someone like that. We'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, But I do think longer term, Kevin, and I said this weeks ago, I don't think Kevin De Bruyne is a great FP ad option because of the money, right? I think it takes too much away from the rest of the players in your squad. And he is great at getting returns. But I think the fact that it's more likely to be an assist than a goal just means that paying over 10 million for someone not on penalties and by the way keeps being managed with his minutes is just not worth it and I think although I'm quite confident he's going to start against Man United and if he's fully fit I'm sure he starts against Liverpool as well in game week 28 going forward you know the easier games where they got a chance to rest him they're the ones you want him to play in but they might manage his minutes especially when they want him for Champions League and stuff like that so I just think there's there's not enough reasons to own him at the moment. I certainly wouldn't be bringing him in, right? That would not be in my thoughts at all. If you own him, maybe you keep him for Man United at the home. I think that's perfectly reasonable. But after that, I think you start to consider getting rid of him. Arsenal, uh, Liverpool in 28 is not that easy anyway, although they may be missing um, a bunch of players still. We'll have to keep an eye on their injuries. Game week 29 is almost certainly going to be a blank. Again, we don't need to speculate on that because we'll know by... Game Week 27 deadline, but one of Brighton or Man City is going to go through. Arsenal at home in 30 is not easy either. So, after Man United, the best fixtures for City are really from 31 onwards, and you're carrying a player that you can't even be sure is going to start. So, okay to keep him for 27 as long as Pep continues to be positive. After that, I'd probably be looking to get rid. So, I've just mentioned Son, so let's talk about him next. I do think this week in Game Week 27, if you're looking to make a midfield transfer and you've got the money, he probably is one of the best options to bring in, almost to the point where If you don't own Saka, I'd be tempted to go for Son before him. Even though Saka's been brilliant recently, he's got Sheffield United this week. I'm sure he's going to be great. I'm really glad I own him. And I'm not saying don't buy Saka, but I think if the choice is between Son or Saka, I might consider going Son in game week 27. Because even if you're free hitting in 29, so the Fulham away fixture for Spurs doesn't matter, you've still got Palace at home and Villa away in 27 and 28, which aren't bad fixtures. And then he comes straight into Luton at home in game week 30. It's West Ham away in 31. Forest at home in 32. The fixtures are just pretty good all round for Spurs at the moment, especially from an attacking uh, point of view. And with Saka, again, he's a brilliant option, right? You should not be put off from buying him. But it's Sheffield United away and Brentford at home. So again, pretty good fixtures next to like Spurs. But then even if Arsenal play in 29, it's Chelsea at home, which I would say even though Chelsea can be hit and miss is a more difficult fixture, right, than getting to play fulham away for spurs and then in game week 30 let's say you're free hitting in 29 you're getting Saka back for man city away can Arsenal go and score against man city of course but they ain't going to go and put four five six goals um pass and that's probably going to be quite a tight game after that from 31 onwards the fixtures get great so again chip strategy and stuff like that is going to come into it but right now this week son is probably going to be one of the best options you can target and if you're definitely not free hitting in 29 so if you're one of those people who I wish I was that had just bought in Louise and Bowen and players like that then you've got that Fulham away fixture Sonny's absolutely nailed on you know he's always going to start of course he could come off early in some games but it's not going to happen that often um you haven't got injury concerns like you have with De Bruyne and he's on penalties as well and I think You know, at the moment, if I still believe, which I do, that Richarlison is first choice, number nine, it does mean that Son's going to play off the left. And at times this season, it has been better him playing through the middle. But he can still get returns in that position. He's done it for most of his career at Spurs. So I just think with everything combined, the fixtures, the fact he's nailed on, he's on penalties, his minutes are great. There's no injury concerns at the moment or anything like that. There's just very little reason, I would say, at the moment to avoid him right some people i'll uh, just i'll just show you my team for a second right you might have a similar midfielder i've got uh palmer brentford away Man united at home uh huang against newcastle away Saka against sheffield united away there's not really a pressing need to get rid of any of those players you might be in a similar position but if i bought son in for fernandez for example i'd be more than happy to play him over someone like huang with newcastle away not a bad option newcastle defense really poor as we'll discuss later Ultimately, I think Son is a better option. And if we just look at the fixtures this week, there's no, like, I mean, Gordon's not a bad option at the moment. Wolves at home in uh, 27, but he made blank in 29. And he's not better than Son, right? Uh, Liverpool midfielders, I don't mind Diaz at the moment. His minutes are great because of the injury concerns around Darwin, Jota, etc. But after Forrest away, it's Man City, then a possible blank in 29, although a likely blank, I would say. You could look at Villa midfielders, Louise, Bailey, etc. Um, and if you haven't got Foden, maybe you think about bringing him in. But outside of that, I think people this week would either be looking at Arsenal midfielders, Sheffield United away, or Spurs ones. And I just think with the fixtures to come afterwards, I'd prefer to go for Son. So he's not a central, right? This is not another Huang situation where everyone goes for him with any blanks. But ultimately, if you need a midfielder this week, I think mean, it's difficult to look past Son if you've got the money. So after his hat-trick last night, we've got to talk about Jared Bowen, and I'm absolutely gutted to miss that hat-trick. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that he was the only other midfielder I considered bringing in, because that wasn't the case, right? I was always going to bring in Huang for Jota. I said that all along, but once I was pretty sure I was going to replace De Bruyne, I looked at Bowen, Douglas Louise. they both did really well, but I also looked at Fernandes, Garnacho, Rashford, and Pedro Neto as well, who all blanked. So it wasn't like I was that close to... Getting a haul, but on another week, I may have gone for him. I said on Final Thoughts, I preferred Bowen to Douglas Louise. I thought they were both good options, by the way, but I don't know. I just can't get past the fact that Douglas Louise's underlying numbers are not great. I know he keeps returning and makes me look stupid. But also, at two o'clock on fr- uh, Friday afternoon, I messaged Praz, who I'm sure most of you know. You follow him on Twitter, on the FBL Wire, etc um And I said, I'm going to go for either Bowen or Louise just in case I don't free hit in 29, and then by Friday evening, Saturday morning, I just talked myself into going Bruno Fernandes as a one-week punt, and uh, it really didn't work out, Louise goes and gets two goals, Bowen gets three, absolutely devastating, but these things happen in FPL, and look, I could have just gone for Pedro Neto instead, who blanked, so whatever, I guess, in terms of my sob story, in terms of um, going forward, Jared Bowen is an option, I do like him, and I think if you're not and that's not completely knee-jerk, right? We did speak about him on Friday. If you're not free-hitting in 29, he's one of the best options. because He's got Aston Villa at home that week. You know he's going to play if he's fit, and he always plays 90 minutes. There's just that security around him. And I think overall, the fixtures from now until game week 32 just aren't that bad for West Ham. Even though, like, between game weeks 29 and 31, they got Villa at home, Newcastle away, and Spurs at home. Now, on paper, that's not necessarily three fixtures that I would want to target. But Villa defence is not elite or anything like that. They're an extremely good team, right? Unai Emery is brilliant. They're great going forward. But West Ham can score in that game, right? Newcastle defence has been terrible all season. And it just doesn't look like turning around anytime soon. They've got the players capable of doing it, but it hasn't happened yet. And then Spurs defence is, you know, it's okay, but it's nothing to worry about. So those fixtures wouldn't necessarily put me off if you need someone that's playing in 29. And then before that, you've got Everton away this week and burning at home in 28 now i don't for one second think he's going to score hat tricks every week as i'm sure most of you don't but i do think there is possibly something in the fact that pakatar was back for west ham and all of a sudden they go and have a good performance with him in the team they are a better side but i will stick with what i've just said about son and if you've got the money and it's a choice between son or bowen there's no competition there. i would go for son every single time because Look, again, Everton away is not a fixture to worry about necessarily, but it's not super easy. I think the fixtures that Spurs have got before are probably slightly better. And obviously Son is an overall better off uh, FPL option as well. So I haven't actually... Let me just have a quick look here. I haven't checked how many people have knee-jerked Bowen in. It's probably quite a lot. 44,000 already. So it's one of those where I don't think people are making a mistake. And if they need someone under 8 million, he's worth looking at. But I don't think... There should now be this mad rush to get him in. If you had him in 26, you should absolutely be loving life right now. I definitely would, coming off the back of a hat trick. But he's not essential or anything all of a sudden. But for people not free-hitting in 29, the main attackers you're probably looking at right now without the FA Cup info are Bowen, Louise, Bailey, Son, Madison, Richarlison, and players like that. So Bowen's right up there. If you are free-hitting in 29, I'd probably ignore him. There's probably better options out there. So just going to go through some other notes and thoughts from the weekend. Uh, estherpinian even a dinner date at zerbi's house where he had lots of pasta was not enough to stop him being benched at the weekend and he has to go you just cannot rely on him going forward obviously the usual caveat supply: if you've got three really good defenders this week and you can bench estherpinian and you've got other transfers to do absolutely go ahead with that if it's for a hit then it's going to be very dependent on who you're looking to bring in as to whether that's worth it but generally he's not a player that you can rely on And the good fixtures for Brighton are starting to run out. I also saw this um, from uh, Twitter uh, that De was talking about Estrepanian. And he said, Purvis is another very good player. Last season, he played very well. This season, he can play better. I am not happy with his performances. He can play better. We are playing in a different way, usually with three at the back. But I think he can give more and more, and he has to play better. He said that quite a lot there. My demand for him is to play better because he is an important player, a crucial player for us. Last season, he was crucial, and my expectations from him are bigger than his performances. So he's not happy with the way he's playing, and for FPL, that is not great. Okay, so if you've got a spare transfer and you need a new defender, it's probably time to get rid. And I think with Burnley away this week and a great Dublin twenty-eight, a lot of people should just be looking at Bournemouth defenders at this point. Um, Leon Bailey continues to shine as well. I mean, when when that first goal went in for Aston Villa, I think I think it was Bailey that scored the first goal, or at least he was involved. I thought, oh no, here we go. I said that I would go for Douglas Luiz instead. So when Douglas Luiz got his brace, as much as that hurt, I was glad that what I'd said about him and Bailey kind of was okay. Um, but he does continue to start. He got 90 minutes against Forest, And I think if you want that more exciting player from open play, it's definitely his spot to lose at the moment. And he has started now 11 times in the last 13 games in the league. So he's probably fine. The one thing to say is he doesn't have an amazing, like an impeccable injury record. I guess most players don't. But also Aston Villa will have European matches and stuff coming up soon as well. So I still think I would probably go for the security of Louise for Game Week 29. But if you want to take that risk, then I mean Bailey's great, right? You don't need me to tell you that at the moment. He's he's doing fantastic. We can all see it when we watch Villa. Um, Newcastle, the defense continues to be really bad. Now I am someone that always looks at the kind of stats. So when I say a defense is bad, it's usually based off expected goals conceding and stuff like that. Even if a team concedes like two goals for four matches in a row, if the chances they're conceding aren't very high, I would still back them. That's really difficult to do with Newcastle. And they do have, you know, outside of a potential blank in 29, some okay fixtures coming up. It's Wolves at home this week. Chelsea away in 28 is not great. It's Palace away in 29 if that fixture goes ahead. Uh, West Ham at home in 30 Everton at home in 31 Fulham way in 32 and later on in the season they got some nice fixtures as well but I just don't know when they're going to turn it around I mean the fixtures they've got from now until the end of the season overall I'm sure we will see some defensive improvement but in terms of expected goals conceded and non-penalty expected goals conceded they're the third worst team over this entire season and 25 26 games is not really a you know, super small sample size or anything like that. Like, you look at the games, okay? 2.4 conceded against, 2.4 expected girls conceded against Arsenal. Fair enough. Arsenal, very good team. They're away from home. Bournemouth at home, 2.59. Luton at home, 2.27. Like, Man City will let them off for that. Forest at home, 3.46. And bearing in mind, like, a lot of the talk was about Dan Byrne. Liveramento comes in and Arsenal still have plenty of joy I'm not saying it was all because of that left back position, but I just think it's more of an overall team problem than just the fact that Dan Burn has been rinsed a few times by you know really quick at uh, really quick and skillful attackers right so defense is a problem but i do think soon the attack is probably going to be worth looking at because of the fixtures they have and keep an eye on ezap because Wilson is out right not expected back until the end of the season and obviously when, when Izak's fit and Wilson's out, he's going to start pretty much every game if he's available and he's going to be on penalties as well. He has been out for a little while, so you know they're going to manage his minutes and Gordon can play up front, of course, as well. But I think not necessarily now, but soon we are probably going to be looking at Izak a little bit more than we are at this present moment. Otherwise, I think in terms of content, I didn't do a video yesterday. I'm probably not going to do one tomorrow because – there's just too much if that game goes ahead in 29, if that game doesn't, if you use this chip strategy. And by Wednesday evening, we're going to have so much more information. So I don't think videos and content is useless this week, but it's it's more useful towards the end of the game week. So I thought I'd put this out now because a few of the players we talked about doesn't hugely rely on what's going to happen in 29, Not at least not the thoughts I've got on them. But I don't think I'm going to do one tomorrow, but I might try and double upload on Thursday and possibly even Friday as well. Because the content will just be more useful. So the thing is to keep an eye out for. The FA Cup draw for the next round. I think is at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. I think it's before the Liverpool game. So we'll know which teams have drawn who else. Right by Wednesday. Uh, The fifth round results will all be done by around 10 o'clock on Wednesday evening. Obviously as some people pointed out to me on Twitter. There could be you know extra time penalties and stuff like that. But the games will be finished here. There's no replays or anything like that. So by Thursday we will know exactly who's playing in 29, who's not, and the knock-on effects for game week 34 and 37. Just to reiterate once again, it doesn't mean the whole rest of the season will then be able to be planned out, but we will have a good idea of who's going to double when and, you know, blanks and stuff like that. So if you're ever going to take a bit of time off for FPL, it's this week, right? Come back on Thursday. Happy days. You'll have all the information or a lot more information that you need and you can start making decisions. I'm very hopeful that by Thursday, maybe Thursday evening, right, because I need to think about it a bit, I'm going to know my chip strategy. Am I wildcarding in 27? Am I free-hitting in 29? When do do I need that second free hit for 34 and stuff like that? So, yeah, good week to chill. That's what I'm going to do as well. So probably, unless something major happens, no video tomorrow, but we're going to hit it hard on Thursday and Friday to cover everything we've got. And obviously, 28 will be a double game week. Um as well so thanks for watching give it a like if you're on youtube and hit that subscribe button much appreciated still trying to hit 400k by the end of the season if you listen on podcast rate five stars and i will catch you probably not tomorrow who knows maybe but probably not i'll see you again on thursday sports social podcast network